Hey you, welcome to the Christian Life Coaching Podcast for Weight Loss. I'm so excited that you are here. Hey you, just a really quick upfront um, to let you know that this particular episode that you're going to hear might be a little bit clunky because I got a new microphone and a new way of recording my podcast and today was my first day doing it and it was terribly broken. <laughs> um, none of it went well. In fact, all of it went horribly, but I learned so much. So in this episode, when you are hearing me doing the podcast, it's because I'm doing the podcast while simultaneously broadcasting to my YouTube channel and to my Facebook and Instagram and all the places. Um, but I had to use a new tool and it was very clunky. And so um, you're going to hear me talking about a lot of things that I don't normally talk about or how I normally talk while I'm doing a podcast. But I wanted you to know that it is still indeed a podcast. You're not missing out on any visual aids or anything like that. Um, the only thing you're missing out and seeing is how I'm describing that I have a new microphone and it's right in front of my face and that there was a good possibility that while I was recording the podcast, my hair was going to end up getting stuck in it or I was going to hit it somehow. Anyhow, um, you haven't missed anything. If you want to watch it live, you can. It was recorded live on the 25th of May, if you're wanting to go back, um, titled the exact same thing that this one is titled. So there we go. That's enough of an intro, I, I do believe. I hope you're doing well and on with the show. I'm live. Hello, everybody. All right. So you're watching me go live for the very first time with this new microphone. And it's probably not going to end well because it's right in my face and some either my hair is going to get stuck in it or I'm going to knock it over. I talk with my hands. But anyhow, hello to you. Thank you for joining. Um, if you're new to me, my name is Sherry Capilla and I'm a Christian life coach for weight loss. And I help women to get out of their fat pants by way of just showing them how to fully step into the depth and the fullness of their faith. And um, so today, what I'm going to be doing for you is sharing with you a, I'm going to be sharing my podcast. If you don't know this, what I do is I go live and I share content here. Normally, I only share content when I am opening up um, enrollment to my weight loss program, which incidentally is called the Seekers Method for Weight Loss. I normally only go live when when marketing is underway, when enrollment is available or open, when um, the doors are open and people can join the Seekers Method. But God has it on my heart that I'm to go live more frequently. In fact, he specifically told me last week to start going live on Wednesdays. And yet here we are on Tuesday and I can just feel the spirit moving. So I'm going to be going live now. What I usually do here is I go live um, here right now so that you can see me all the while I'm simultaneously recording my podcast. So if you're in the podcast right now, you're hearing me um, record a podcast while I'm live on the internet. So let me just dive in. So what we're going to be talking about today is what God hears and what causes him to close his ears, even in weight loss, how he closes his ears to our prayers. God hears our secret intentions, even in our weight loss journey. And this is what it does. It closes his ears. So we're going to talk a little bit about this. So if you're just now joining me on the podcast, hello and welcome. 
back to the podcast. Um, so God's word tells us that we should store up our treasures in heaven. And what that means is we are to make God the center of our lives, the focus of our lives, the treasure in our lives, if you will. We are to make glorifying God the main objective of our lives. Um, the main glorifying God, the main object of our affection, really. But for so many of us, we have these secret treasures and things that we value on our wish journey. Yesterday um, on my Instagram account and my Facebook page, I posted and asked women, you know, what's the number one thing that secretly like always trips you up in your weight loss? Because that is the object of your affection more, more than likely. I know for me, the object of my heart's affection, the desire of my heart when I was trying to lose weight and could not, I mean, the only thing I could succeed at with weight loss was um, sabotage and failure. The thing that tripped me up that I secretly treasured, that I valued so much that it kept me from losing weight was wine. Full disclosure, I loved me some Cabernet Franc because it promised me, it offered everything I wanted and nothing I needed. And what I wanted needed instantaneously back then, despite wanting weight loss more, was I would come home from work and I would want the stress to go away. I would want, you know, the volume of life, you know, having three little kids to go away. I would just drink it away. And I had, I valued alcohol. And I secretly treasured it because of the way that it made me feel. But God's word tells us that we should store up our treasures in heaven. And you know what? That's not easy to understand and apply to your life, even on your weight loss journey. And that's exactly where I step in. That is the gift God gave me was to show you how it is to actually, you know, live in your faith instead of your feelings. And to, to teach you what it means to actually have a life where God is the object of your affection, not weight loss, not food, not all the treasures of the earth. It's to be him. And this, when this, when we have the object of our affection being weight loss or looking amazing in a dress or the taste or flavor of food, that is how we are mastered by our flesh. That is how we start conforming to the patterns of this world. Um, you know what? My phone is lighting up in all of the areas. Okay, good. So it looks like I'm officially live on Facebook in HAPS. And Tasha, I just saw that. So thank you, girl. I love you. All right, so let's dive into the content. So if, you, if this is your first time watching me on a broadcast, what you might not know is because I'm broadcasting in both locations, I am just bringing you along for the ride. You're behind the scenes right now. Um, in fact, if you're watching, would you give me some kind of thumbs up or an I can hear you in the comments because this is the first time with the new mic and it's all kinds of awkward. I have no idea if it's working. It looks like it's working. I'm gonna just dive in. So what I normally do is in the morning, the spirit, the spirit inspires me with scripture and I can see scripture now and I can read it and say, even in weight loss. I can look at the scripture, which incidentally, if I haven't said that, that's the name of my podcast. Um, I can look at scripture and understand how to take it and apply it to my life. Um, thank you, Tasha. And apply it to my life and then help my clients to apply it to their lives. So today we're going to be talking about our secret treasures and our values. So having, I'm diving in, this is the part where I just start. Having the wrong treasures in our hearts leads to our hearts being 
focused on the wrong things, our hearts being centered on the wrong things, being in the wrong place, what we treasure the most. And I want you to think about your weight loss journey and the thing that trips you up, like the thing that causes you to sabotage. It could be, you know, pie after church on Sunday. It could be alcohol when you come home from work. I mean, trust me, no condemnation, girl, because I used to come home from work, though I was on a cocktail of antidepressants, Wellbutrin and Pristique, I would come home and drink a goblet or three of Cabernet Franc. I was self-medicating and I was self-medicating because the object of my heart's desire was weight loss and I couldn't lose weight. I was stuck in a house, a bondage called my fat pants. I could not lose weight. I was depressed and it kept me stuck and I was a prisoner to this world. And it wasn't until God came along. So I'm already off track. That happens a lot. So I'm going to try very hard to stay focused. So what we treasure the most controls us, whether we admit it or not. But we must, we need to stop being mastered by our thoughts and by our feelings about food and flavor and weight loss. You can only have, God's word tells us, and you know this to be true, you can only have one master in your life. And we live in a very food-focused, almost dominated world, even a flavor-focused society where people serve the master of their flesh. And that master can be food. It can be fullness. It can be easy. You know, we just want to drive through. It can be flavor. It can be comfort. It can be immediacy. You know, like we are hangry. We need the food now. And it even can just be food joy. We have such a hard time going to parties and enjoying the people because we're so hyper-focused on the food. I could get off track on that one. People spend their lives seeking and focusing exclusively on food, flavor, ease, comfort, all of it. They're focusing on it only to have it, whatever they're focusing on, your hidden treasure, what you secretly value, have it be the very thing that is destroying your body and to be the very thing that is limiting you for your true capacity of what it is that God wants and needs you to do in this life. Your desire, their desire, when our focus is on the things of this world and it's not stored up in heaven, our treasure isn't in heaven with God, our desire for food almost far outweighs, think about this, our commitment to God and to spiritual matters. I mean, oh, I want to get off track, but I got to tell you this because there's a little test that you can do here in a minute. Um, Whatever you secretly value, the main thing that like keeps tripping you up, whatever you secretly value or that you secretly treasure that keeps tripping you up in your on your weight loss journey, that's the thing that you very likely spend the most of your time think your most of your time and energy thinking about. Like, are you constantly thinking, what am I going to eat next? Or I wonder if they're going to have cake at the party or, oh my goodness, I hope I'm strong enough to say no to the pizza at the Bible study tonight. Um, I hope, you know, just all of these things, whatever you're thinking about more, more than God has become your idol, has begun to master you. And you need to know this because once you can identify this, you can get angry <laughs> and you can turn it around. So let's do... Um, Let's do a quick a quick test about this. This is a quick idol and or master test. Which occupies your time and your thoughts more? Which occupies your time the most? Is it God? Is it food? 
Is it weight loss? Because whatever you're thinking about the most is the thing that is mastering you. Until it it's consuming your every thought until you are completely mastered by it and it truly steps into becoming an idol for you. Your allegiance allegiance should lie with God. Focus your eyes on him and serve him and him alone. Not the God of your belly. Okay. God, little G of your belly, the idol of food. No, serve him and him alone. You are already positioned as a Christian. The minute you got saved, you were positioned to have power and authority over all of the things to be free from sin. You are already positioned to do this, to crucify any idols, to to sacrifice any idols, if you will. You're already positioned to do this. You just need to pursue progress in your spiritual growth instead of your physical growth, right? Instead of perpetually pursuing your physical desires, the lust of your flesh, instead of pursuing progress in the pursuit of fullness or flavor or joy that comes from food. That's how your stomach keeps you mastered. You're you're a master to your flesh, like you're mastered by your flesh. Don't let, don't take counsel from your flesh anymore. Stop being mastered by it. Your stomach keeps you tethered to the things of this world because that is what you're focusing on. That's where you're, the object of your heart's desire is on the things of this world. So going on here, it says, don't think that God will help you if you keep worshiping the things of this world over him. Because guess what? He won't. The Israelites are our perfect example. They worshiped being comfortable in their flesh, even though they had God with him. Matthew 6, 24 tells us that we can only serve one master. And insincerely asking for forgiveness, (coughs) excuse me, Insincerely asking for forgiveness or seeking God's help with absolutely no intention of obeying what he tells you. Like if your intention is to pray and then disobey what you've asked God to help you do, God sees that. If your intention is on praying, but then having no intention on obeying, that is you fail to see God's power sees not only your heart, but he also sees your intention. He knows. All right. It says my internet connection's unstable. I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep on going. God, it says in Proverbs 28, 9, that God detests the prayers of a person who ignores the law. And here's what you need to know. This applies to you even in weight loss. You cannot think that you can eat all the wrong things and still lose weight, right? You can't. You can't think that you can go to God and ask him to make you stronger and that he isn't going to tell you that this is what you need to do. And then you can ignore that still small voice. I want you to know that there is strength and power in your desire to trust that still small voice, though you would be uncomfortable instead of perpetually seeking to constantly be comfortable in your flesh. God does not listen to our prayers if we intend in our hearts to go back to our sin as soon as we've stopped praying. 
think about that. How many times have you done that? God wants you to know that on this journey of weight loss, he will help you. He's going to help you do every single thing that you need if you come to him for strength and power when you are weak and powerless. But here's the thing. He has a part on this journey, but so do you. He's not going to do what he is equipping you to do. When we give up, when we give up our sin and we follow him, however, he willingly listens no bat no matter how bad our sin is now this goes I, I have to say this i have to pull over and just say this if you've if you're new to listening me to me you might not know how sin applies to you even in weight loss and here's the thing you might not even know what sin is so many of my clients when they first came to me said that when they found out what i shared about sin that's why they decided to start working with me because sin is this james 4 17 tells us in the bible that when you know what you should do and you don't do it, that is sin to you. And let me just tell you, it applies to our weight loss journey because there are so many blessings for obedience. And you know what? There are so many bad things that are going to happen when you disobey. And that's just a universal principle, law of the world, cause and effect. You can't eat the donut and expect yourself to be able to follow your meal plan tomorrow. Am I right? <laughs> I think so. So God will willingly listen to you regardless of what your sin is if you pray and then you willingly walk in the direction of being obedient to the intention of a pure heart. What closes God's ears? Somebody might want to write this down. What closes God's ears is not the depth of our sin, but our secret int intention to do it again. Your secret intention, though you're praying, God sees that secret intention. He sees the desire of your heart. He sees that you're going to do it again. And God's word says in Proverbs 29, 8, that it closes his ears. Actually, yeah, I think that was it. God hears our intentions as clearly as he hears our words. Girl, even in weight loss. All right. That's the end of the broadcast for today. Have a good one. Thanks for watching or listening.